Today, we continue to learn stories found in 1 Samuel. We will learn just how important it is to seek God's direction. The stakes were high for Saul and all of Israel. People's lives were on the line. My name is John. Across from me is a is a great fellow by the name of Braden. Oh, fellow. I like that. Yeah. And in addition to hosting this podcast, we both work at Covenant Bay Bible Camp located on Pigeon Lake, Alberta. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not on the lake. Not on the lake. Besides on, the lake. on the shores of Pigeon Lake, Alberta? <laughs> yes, it's true. All right. Summer camps are filling up. Be sure to register. Contests are also uh, for... Are, they're still going on, and those contests include a free week of summer camp and some awesome other camp swag. So um, be sure to get your name in, and how you do that is this. You can get your name in to the draws by posting about our summer camps or sharing one of our posts. So, but here's the kicker. Make sure you tag us in those posts, otherwise we don't know that you shared them. And then, it's, right. then it's hard to enter your name. Yeah. Right? Uh, you can also just send us an uh, send an email to a friend inviting them to summer camp and cc contest at covenantbay.ca. All right. This summer is going to be great. Uh, be great. Not just because I said it's going to be great, but I just really look forward to having kids and youth and here on site and, and learning about Jesus. It's going to be awesome. Energy. It's good energy. It's good, good energy. What the kids say. <laughs> good vibes. Good vibes. Uh, do they say that still? I still say that. Well, you're a kid. <laughs> Compared uh, to this old old guy. Yeah. All right. You can visit covenantbay.ca to get more information and to register and all of that good stuff. So yes. check that out. All right. Uh, so last week, we learned that you are where God needs you. Yeah. And we're going to see why this is an essential lesson in today's story. But we're also going to learn something new. So uh, stay tuned. Put your learning pants on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, especially if you don't have any pants on right now. <laughs> All right, so Israel, the the army, you know, led by Saul, they they camped just outside Gibeah. Am I saying that right? Mm, I always pronounce it Gibeah, mm. but I'm sure I pronounce that with my Canadian accent, and yeah. so they, okay. yeah. So, so I apologize for all the people from Gibeah for saying it wrong. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Saul and the army, they're camped outside Gibeah or Gibeah. Uh, if you remember from last week, you know, there's a, there's a substantial military disadvantage the is, you know, on Israel's side from having fewer soldiers and the Philistines, they have like thousands. Yeah. They have a, a large army. It's uh, an intimidating presence. It is. And, and I imagine like Picture this area to be pretty rocky and challenging to navigate, uh, a mountainous terrain, if you will, all around. So, kind of deserty? Is it kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of deserty. Although there's forests that they talk about in this story, so not just deserty, but it's definitely dry. But difficult terrain. Difficult terrain. Yeah. Gotcha. And and one more thing that we mentioned in last week's story: there's also like no weapons for the army because there was no blacksmiths. Yeah, so they, for the Israelite for army the Israelites. specifically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the Philistines, they had a lot. Yes. And they had extra. But no, the Israelite army, weren't. they didn't have proper weapons. They couldn't get things sharpened or made. And, you know, so Saul and Jonathan were the only ones with swords. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Israelite army was, was small. 
Okay, they were unarmed. And they had to navigate over rocky terrain while fighting. Um, it just, it, um, how to say it, like, uh, looked bad. <laughs> yeah, the odds were not in their favor at no, all. No, certainly stacked against them. I, I, I kind of hear a, a bit of sarcasm there, like an overstate, not a, maybe understating things a bit, but not. Like, it was disastrous. It was them. disastrous. It was yeah. it was more than bad. If I was in that army, I'd be walking the other way. Yeah. And but here's the thing, right? Like the odds seem like they're not in their favor. Yeah. But the odds are actually in Israel's favor. I don't see it. You don't see it right now. I get it. Try try saying that to someone defending their life with a candlestick. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll, I'll I'll burn you. Don't worry. This is going to turn out well for you. Yeah. This is a tough sell. But we're going to see why I okay. say that. Okay. And it's, yeah. I'm along me. for the ride. All right. Okay. Saul, so, you know, he, he has some of his men at strategic points and lookouts. Okay. So uh, these men were able to see kind of what was going on at the Philistine camp. And they would have seen just how big the Philistine army was at this point. Now, the Israelite soldiers amongst being very unprepared must have been terrified yeah and meanwhile jonathan's um jonathan saul's son and his armor bearer well they sneak away and they go to this philistine outpost now no one knew what they were up to including saul isn't armor bearer like a caddy for a soldier kind of like i think they're like you need you need the 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 driver now but like you he, need like your spear yeah no great he's the one that does, he like he doesn't want to wear the armor so an armor bearer <laughs> carries it behind him is that what it is i think they're like they're carrying ex- extra stuff like okay. shields uh, oh. swords uh spears got it and the, but they're also trained to be like do battle with them okay yeah so like a comrade uh, a little bit yep comrade um helper uh person who can carry heavy things <laughs> that's a because you think about it like yeah. that's a lot of weight oh yeah for right? sure so so they would have been yeah muscular people yeah okay good i just wanted to clarify that so here i'm gonna clarify one more thing mm-hmm. okay um for the record i don't want to be an armor bearer i'm <laughs> no. not great at carrying uh heavy things and second i don't really want to sneak up to an anemone and and an anemone anemone <laughs> an emina <laughs> No, no nope. enemy outpost. Okay, so no, you do not. Next time you go to battle, I'm not your caddy. <laughs> Armor bearer, Braden, where are you? He snuck away. All right, here, John. Here's a putter for your battle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. All right. Well, it, it doesn't seem like a great idea that Jonathan has, but li- no, I, but. Listen to Jonathan's mindset. I, okay. I just think this is genius. This is 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 6. And he says this, Let's go across to the outpost of those pagans, um, Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Perhaps the Lord will help us, for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or, or only a few. Hmm. So, so Jonathan is, is really focused on God here. Mm-hmm. And which allowed him to address this obvious problem yep. with confidence. Yeah. Interesting. So the two men get to the base of some cliffs near the top, uh, where near the top was where the Philistine outpost was. 
And Jonathan was making a plan. He says this, we will cross over and let them see us. If they say to us, stay where you are or we'll kill you, then we will stop and not go up to them. But if they say, come on up and fight, then we will go up. Let's be, that will be the Lord's sign that he will help us defeat them. Kind of ingenious way of going about hearing from God's direction, I think. Yeah. Because you don't really have a lot of time in battle. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily an ultimatum, but it's like we do this or this. Mm-hmm. Two decisions. Yep. Uh, okay. So based on the response of the Philistines, Jonathan and his armor bearer began to climb up. Jonathan kills those from, you know, who are above, and the armor bearer kills those coming up from behind. It was a huge victory. I mean, two people against a lot. What? They killed about 20 Philistines. Mm-hmm. And, and this sparked something really significant. And, and perhaps, like, I'm kind of imagining this playing out, and, you know, some of the sol- Philistine soldiers seeing at the outpost, like, hey, we're not doing well. They're mm-hmm. kicking our butt, so they leave and they go tell the main camp uh, and report it back to them. And soon, panic. This is what's really cool. Panic swept through the entire ranks of the in, of the Philistine army, even the other outposts and and the bands of raiders that were raiding different Israelite cities and towns. Mm-hmm. They all began to panic. News traveled fast. Yes. Yeah. And okay, so then. On top of all of that, the panic and the defeat of mm-hmm. that smaller army, there was an earthquake, which obviously then caused everyone else or everyone again to freak out even more. It's absolute chaos where the Philistines are. So there's an earthquake and they're panicking already and they're being defeated. So Saul's lookout in Gibeah of Benjamin saw a strange sight. The vast army of the Philistines began to melt away in every direction, which I assume is saying like spread out, like they were like fleeing. Yeah, that's right. And Saul ordered that they do a roll call within his army to find out, you know, which leaders were, if anyone was missing. And he learned that his son Jonathan was not there. So Saul then called for the priest to come to ask God what to do. But everything was happening so fast and his, the time to strike was, was right there. And they heard the Philistine camp was getting louder and louder and chaos was growing. And, and so Saul knew that he had to, had to act now. And instead of talk, taking the time to ask God, he, he said to the priest, never mind. Let's, let's, let's get going. He just brushes it aside. He just brushes it aside. Yeah. Big mistake in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, hindsight 2020. Mm-hmm. But so then here, here's what First uh, Samuel 14, verse 20 to 23 says, okay? All right. Then Saul and all of his men rushed out to battle and found the Philistines killing each other. There was terrible confusion everywhere. Even the Hebrews who had previously gone over to the Philistine army revolted and joined in with Saul, Jonathan, and the rest of the Israelites. Likewise, the men of Israel who were hiding in the hill country of Ephraim joined the chase when they saw the Philistines running away. So the Lord saved Israel that day. And the battle continued to rage even beyond Beth Haven. So, like, basically all the people that abandoned Israel 
suddenly got courage when they saw the Philistines freaking out and mm-hmm. killing each other and running away. Yeah. It's it uh, it's a a mind-blowing story like so much is going on. Mm. They're freaking out. There's an earthquake, then they're killing each other and then people are coming out of literally the mountains. Mm-hmm. Cave people. Yep. <laughs> and and joining, they were scared. They were scared, right? And joining in people who have been in hiding. Uh, even though you know, we see Saul acting really foolishly, which seems to be a pattern, specifically not listening to God yes, or, or rushing over things. Mm-hmm. Um, God saved Israel. Now, the story's not done there, right? The Israelite army was exhausted uh, because Saul had specifically said this. He said, let a curse fall on anyone who eats before evening, before I have full revenge on my enemies. And and no one ate anything all day. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, of course, they're super tired. If you send me to battle to, or to be your armor bearer or a caddy, you better have <laughs> snacks for me. I'll have some good all raisins and peanuts for you. Uh, Gorp. At least beef jerky. Okay. Some beef jerky. Perfect. Well, Jonathan didn't hear about Saul's statement of, hey, don't eat anything till I've got my revenge. Because he would have been out. Yeah. Because he, he had snuck away. Yeah. Right. So he ate honey that he had found in the forest. Hmm. And that's going to kind of bite him in the butt later. But after, because after eating later that night, like Saul had said, not till evening. Mm -hmm. So evening had come. Now the soldiers are all hungry. And and it was just a big fiasco once they like were finally allowed to eat. I won't get into that part of the story, but you can read it for yourself. It's kind of gross. But Saul made plans to pursue the Philistines all night. Hmm. But the priest said, wisely, let's ask God first. And finally, Saul takes the time to ask God. But God, he said nothing. He was silent. Hmm. And so God's silence convinced Saul that someone had sinned and that person must die, even if it was his own son. So after praying and getting God's input, they learned that Jonathan had disobeyed King Saul by eating the honey. Now, Saul was so furious, he was ready to kill Jonathan. And, and no amount of reasoning from Jonathan seemed to help, which is crazy because Jonathan was not there. Yeah, it was, it was really unfair. Jonathan didn't even know about his father's crazy statement. Yeah. So fortunately, the people broke in and said to Saul, Jonathan has won this great victory for Israel. Should he die? Far from it. As surely as the Lord lives, not one hair on his head will be touched. For God helped him do a great deed today. So the people rescued Jonathan, and he he was not put to death. It seems like like Saul was a little hangry. He could probably have eaten something and like maybe mellowed out a bit. Yeah, I do. I also really appreciate like I don't know if sass is necessarily the right word but the kind of like uh reality check that the people are giving to saul yeah like like should he die far from it yeah give your head a shake saul (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay so saul then called off the army from you know chasing the philistines and the philistines then went home that they did all right so did you notice i noticed this uh (laughs) how many times saul was just impatient in today's story like yeah. he's just rushing. Yeah. He rushes a lot. And we, we noticed that actually last week too. When he didn't wait, you know, 
long enough for Samuel's return. Mm -hmm. Then, during the story today, he also didn't wait long enough to even really ask God what to do. He really brushed that aside. He did. Yeah. And Jonathan was, was actually a pretty good example of a person who, you know, was kind of in an urgent spot where mm -hmm. he urgently needed to hear from God and, and kind of listened to God on the fly, but made sure he did it. Like right. he, he took the time and said, okay, I need to hear God. If, if they respond this way, we'll know God means this. And if they respond this way, we know God means this. Right. I think it shows us that there generally, generally isn't a right or wrong way to listen to God. But, you know, for Saul, it really seemed like a, you know, a, a checkpoint. Have we, have we talked to God? Great. And it didn't mm -hmm. really matter what God was saying or if they had left any time to listen. It was just kind of like, you know, uh, a tick box and then cool. I can keep going ahead with my plans with, yeah. with the Saul plans. Yeah. You know, listening to God is, is really about seeking God's direction, right. emphasis on God's direction yeah. and being willing to follow no matter what, which is sometimes pretty hard. Yeah. Very hard. Our lesson for today is simply to take time to seek God's direction. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. Hey, the growth tip is a way for each of us to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, each of us and all of us. Each of us, all of us together to grow. Because there's each of us, you and I, and then there's all of us, the mm -hmm. listeners. Yeah. Correct. Today's tip comes from our story, but doesn't directly relate to the lesson. This week, take some time to be helpful without anyone else knowing about it. Hmm. So uh, Jonathan snuck away with his armor bearer to see what could be done. You know, simply how they could help. They ended up sparking panic and giving the Israelite army a chance for victory. God used them in some really amazing ways, and they were just putting themselves in a place to be helpful. Yeah. So, be secretly helpful mm. this week. Uh, good things will come from it, and hopefully there will be no panic or earthquakes. <laughs> hopefully. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, remember, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hey, stay tuned for the discu discussion episode. Take care.